Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Honeycomb Home. We are going to be talking about motherhood today, and it should be a very chill topic. And next week, I want to get back into the four agreements and go through the second agreement, then the third, and fourth in the following weeks. Um, just try to have a little, a little bit of a leeway. If you hear a child in the background, that is my daughter. <laughs> um, and we'll just get right into it. So last week we talked about the business and how I wanted to start the business, run the business, my goals, all that fun stuff. This week I just wanted to have another chill episode before we jump back into the four agreements um, and go to the second agreement. So with motherhood, it is one of those things that I'm learning and I'm finding out that it can change so quickly. Like your, your experience can be absolutely fantastic one second and then all of a sudden you're just like, wow, this is this this is rough and you know I want to put it out there that motherhood is not something that is just okay you have a child now you're a mom and now you know everything and everything is like completely okay um for any new first-time moms I want you to know that you don't have to know everything and winging it and figuring it out as you go along is perfectly a-okay and don't let anybody else tell you otherwise um one thing that i noticed is that nobody really told you anything like nobody is guiding you through this nobody is telling you how to change a diaper nobody is telling you what brands do what nobody is telling you what is right well not i want to i don't want to say right but what is uh more natural way of doing things nobody really is explaining any of that to you it's all up to you to research and decide what you want for your child and that is terrifying because it's like what if I choose the wrong thing well you can't really choose the wrong thing you have to choose what is right for you and what is right for your family and um so one thing that I was looking at a lot was how do I raise my child in a more holistic way like how do I get more natural products for her how do I figure out ways of saving money but also providing the best that I possibly can and as I was kind of gathering a list for the baby shower we were so fortunate me and my boyfriend were so so fortunate we had he had a friend who was a master at uh finding um people that were giving things away secondhand all of that and we got a lot of things that people were throwing out for completely free um we got her man we got everything we got the changing table we got the crib we got uh, a bunch of hand-me-down clothes we had um his aunt gave us the car seat and the stroller so a lot of the big big items we did not have to purchase and it was 
I, I am forever grateful for that. And so when I was filling out the, the, the list for the baby shower, I really wanted to try and look at things on what she could use naturally. And, you know, I want to put it out there to all moms and especially people who are moms themselves and are providing for somebody else at a baby shower. Please, please buy things off of their registry. <laughs> please do not go buying things that are not on their registry. We were cloth diapering. So we, like, I decided that we were going to cloth diaper. And pretty much my boyfriend had no idea what that was. And I said, well, this is what this is. And guess how much money we're going to be saving. We're not going to have to buy one disposable diaper at all. We're literally just going to have to buy a bundle of cloth diapers and inserts to get us through a week and that is it and then that's it that's all we have to pay for that is absolutely it and then once she starts potty training then we can get upgrade the diapers you know the cloth diapers and I said and guess what at the end of it literally wash them either put them up for storage just in case we wind up having another kid later on down the road far far down the road <laughs> or we can always donate them and give them away and have them cleaned and 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 all of that so that was something that when as soon as I was like all right cool we can cloth diaper it's you the amount of diapers that end up in the waste and in landfills is absolutely obscene it is crazy and you know when we brought her home we were changing her, like, oh, man, it was, like, ten diapers a day. Like, it wasn't, it was ten disposable diapers a day. Because, guess what? We got disposables at the baby shower. Perfectly fine. It's, it's, it's really not that big of a deal to me, personally, because we knew that we were going to be using disposables in the beginning because she wouldn't fit the, um, the cloth diapers. Well, I thought that she wouldn't fit the cloth diapers. Um, that's a whole nother story. They told me that I was going to be giving birth to a seven pound baby and like, you know, six, seven pound baby. And, um, as soon as they were like, oh, look at your baby. And I'm like, oh my goodness, she's huge. <laughs> and they're like, she's gotta be eight pounds. They put her on the scale, nine pounds, 2.2 ounces. I'm like, Holy cow, I just gave birth to a nine-pound baby. <laughs> I was like, well, she'll fit in the cloth diapers then. <laughs> like, won't have to worry about that. Um, but, uh, so, so, with the, with the diapers or anything, so, we were using the, the disposables when she came home, and, I mean, she was going through, like, ten diapers at a time, like, a day. It was absolutely crazy, and I honestly, I was like, thank goodness we are using cloth diapers. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because it was so, it was one of those things where I was like, I know that it, like we could have bought newborn diaper, like cloth diapers. But the thing that I had issues with was that they were a little bit more expensive. And we also were doing it not only for the environmental aspect of things, but for the um, affordability of stuff. And I hadn't worked 
uh, due to complications in my pregnancy. I hadn't worked, um, I want to say four months, the last four months of my pregnancy. Um, so with all of that, we, um, I don't even remember what I was getting at. Oh, uh, we, we were doing the, the, uh, the disposables for a little bit and it was, it was, it was insane. Like the amount that we were going through and it, it was one of those things where you kind of got that little pull in your heart because you you really wanted to do something to improve and help the environment and you wanted to do something and not leave as much as a footprint on the earth and it was a little difficult but we would I think as soon as she got her because when she turned two months so we did the disposables for about a month and then as soon as she turned no, I guess it was a month. Because she had her first shots when she was in October. September, October. Yep, it was October. She had her first shots in October. And right after that, that's when we put her in the in the cloth diapers. Um, just right after her first uh, vaccines and all of that. Um, so we wound up doing the cloth diapering, all of her products that we, that we got for her, like the diaper rash cream, powders, all of that fun stuff. Um, we used more natural products. Uh, we actually wound up using Burt's Bees because it worked the best for her. And I, I continued to use it as far as like the soap and stuff. She had really, really bad eczema. So we wound up having to switch to the sensitive foaming bath for birth bees and she didn't have any issues with any of it we did have to use the vino for her her eczema but once she got past i want to say like the four month mark we wound up using the birth bees uh lotion and everything um but you know using hand-me-down clothes and using second-hand things is not something to be ashamed of and I want to really really make that clear do not think that you have to buy all of the best clothing for your for your baby do not think that because honestly yeah nobody's gonna notice can I have this it's empty love I know you just yeah you just finished a bottle you have a couple more sips. You want to have a couple more sips? There you go. Um, it's not something to be ashamed of at all. It's it's definitely hard. It's hard to get things <laughs> um, in big bulk like that. You really have to search for what people are just giving away. Um, but you know, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care what your your child is dressed up in like nobody's gonna care that you got that stroller secondhand and nobody's gonna care that you got the car seat you know her high chair we found on the side of the road because I was like oh we need a high chair and I was looking at the high chairs that were more minimalistic looking and they're absolutely crazy like a lot of them are extremely expensive 
a lot of baby products that are more natural are extremely expensive. So instead of buying new plastic things, we used secondhand things. And that's okay because you're still doing the cycle and when we're done with everything, we're going to be donating it and it'll be used again. And I think that's that's great. That's the way that we had to do things and that's okay. Um, when I want to kind of talk about how the emotional aspect of things can kind of really take a turn. So... During my pregnancy, I had a very, very hard time physically. I was having, I was having uh, heart problems, and it was just not a good time. (laughs) I would be sitting on the couch watching TV, and then all of a sudden, my heart rate would just skyrocket out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and I really had no idea why. And you know, I was like, okay. I don't want anything bad to happen or this to be, like, a big red flag. So, of course, like, I went to the doctor, got a referral to the cardiologist. Cardiologist checked me out and was like, hey, you're fine, but we need you to do a stress test, but we can't because you're pregnant. So, during that whole, whole thing, then they wound up prescribing me medication. And, you know, I was extremely exhausted and was just like, well... I need to trust my doctors, you know, like they're going to know what's best. So my, my question kept being, is this safe for me to take while I was pregnant? Is this safe for me to take while I'm pregnant? I called my OB, asked her, she said that it was fine at the time. I loved my OB and, you know, made sure double check with cardiologist uh, office. And now mind you, this is literally, this whole thing happened right when lockdown because we I started having the severe heart problems right in the beginning of well actually at the end of April so it was right before lockdown hit so we went from being able to readily go to the doctor and have all of that fun stuff to now nobody can really go to the doctor unless it's severe um and you really, it was a, it's a whole thing. Like, if anyone's had to go to the doctor last year, you know how it is that you have to call. They do, like, four screenings. Then when you get to the office, you have to call. And then when you get in the office, you have to fill out more paperwork. And then you go in the back. And then you are pretty much dying because you're, what, seven months pregnant. And you can't breathe because you also have a mask on. It was great. And it's summertime, so you know that was fantastic. (laughs) So, during that whole process, it was extremely hard for me to see any type of light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Because not only that, I was extremely confused. I thought that, oh, I would know exactly what's going on with my body. I would know what my body was doing. Believe me, you have no idea. You have no clue. Your body just does it. It just grows a human, you know? It, it's, it's absolutely amazing and, and, and crazy at the same time. I don't understand how my body knew to make every individual toenail. And I think that right there is, like, mind-blowing to me. <laughs> so, like, anyway, going back. So, <laughs> we, 
when I went to the cardiologist and they put me on this medication, um, was on it for a little bit. And then I just became a zombie. Like I was so bogged down. And of course I'm nauseous. I had really, really, like really, really, really bad, um, uh, morning sickness. Now mind you, morning sickness is not morning sickness. It can literally happen all day. So I was vomiting all day after pretty much every meal. (laughs) And if not, if I found the one thing that like calmed my stomach, I really couldn't eat too much of it because I was so full all the time. So I started taking the medication and it was just, I was just a zombie and I was like, this is not right. So then I was taking that for about like a, a good like two months and I believe I was eight, eight months when I just was like, I think it was like seven, seven and a half months. So I went back to my primary doctor because I told him, I was like, I'm extremely, I'm extremely exhausted and I feel like a zombie. He looked at the medications that I was on and he goes, you're not supposed to be taking that while you're, uh, while you're pregnant. And I immediately was like, oh, well, that's great. Because they're telling me that I could take it. Now, I went to my primary doctor because they would not take me out of... I went to him a couple of times. But this time, like, it was because I was just one big zombie. And honestly, I do not remember the timeline. Once I had her, all of my memory of before pregnancy, just before birth, I should say, completely out the window, my memory shot. So... (laughs) So the kind of, I I believe the timeline was feeling bogged down go to the doctor after I want to say maybe maybe like a couple weeks on the medication well it tells me that I'm not supposed to be taking it while I'm pregnant and then proceeds to say we're going to try this medication so that your heart rate is regulated the medication that they gave me was a sedative they gave me a sedative um the cardiologist did. So that was why I was such a zombie and I was sleeping all the time. I mean, being tired when you're pregnant is one thing, but literally not being able to keep your eyes open is a whole different thing. So he put me on a different medication and then I went my merry way. Then at the time I was working at Walgreens, during the pandemic, during lockdown, because, you know, we were essential workers. And I want to say, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. What do you have on your forehead? Here, let me get this. Let me get this. Let me see. I know. What's that on your nosy? So, I was working at Walgreens, and in... End of May, mid May, we, um, I was opening and you know, we had to face the candy bars. Now, I, mid May, I was due in all at the end of August, so you can do the math there on how much I was pregnant. And when I went to go bend down to straighten up the greeting cards, I fell. I fell right on my butt and 
I was like, crap, I just fell and I'm very pregnant. And so I immediately called, immediately called when I was on break. Now, I did not call when I fell, nor did I let anyone know because I did not want any panic. I did not want any of that. And I honestly, I thought that everything was going to be fine. Holy cow, child. That was a good burp. Good job. That was good burps. Um, so I did not want to create an alarm or anything like that. So I waited until I went on my first break and then I called the doctor then. And she was like, yeah, if you fell, um, then you need to come to the hospital to get checked out. So then, of course, I'm like, crap. I'm like, well, I'm still very, very dizzy because of the heart rate thing. So I, you know, call my boyfriend and I'm like, hey, you're driving me into the hospital because this is, a, this is what happened. So he starts panicking. And when I drive, he's, like, halfway down the street from where he was working, and he winds up driving me to the hospital, and everything's okay. Um, I just fell on the butt. And get home, and I'm like, yeah, that right there, I can't work anymore. Like, I can't try and work anymore. Like, this, the set schedule thing just was not working, um... It just was not happening. And when I talked to my OB about it, she did not write me out. She was like, we cannot write you out because of the maternity leave thing. We can't write you out because you can only be written out if you are 36 weeks or if there is any evidence that there is something going on. And on paper, everything looked fine. My heart rate looked fine. Everything. Like, nothing was wrong with me. I was just pregnant. So, of course, I'm thinking, wow, I must be such a weak butt because I can't stand for, you know, six, eight hour shifts, you know. And um, I wasn't really getting good breaks at that job either, uh, even after explaining to them what was going on. And... So I went to my primary doctor to see if I could get written out and that's when I was able to get written out for work and I talked to the um, district manager at that, at that job, at that Walgreens and they were extremely nice. They, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, they did everything that they possibly could that was, that was in the best interest of the company, um, but the company was not offering me maternity leave. It was not offering me anything. And if I went out, whenever I went out, I would have to return four weeks after, not four weeks. I would have to return six weeks after I left, which was not enough time because I was still good. I would still be pregnant. So I could not, I could not keep that job. And I wound up leaving and, you know, they offered me to come back if I ever wanted to, um, whenever I had her just to give them a call and see if there was a spot open for me um so the last couple of months I really just rested I did a lot of crafting I did a lot of sewing I sewed so much it was ridiculous <laughs> like absolutely ridiculous I think it was the, the the funniest the the high point of all of it was when you know my mom went to work 
she comes back home, and I'm literally on the yoga ball, in front of my sewing machine, sewing away, just trying to keep my mind busy because of how much pain I was in. Um, I went into early labor at, uh, I want to say 35 weeks I was in early labor. Um, we were supposed to have a really, really bad storm. And then all of a sudden I felt her slide and I'm like, oh no, I'm like, is this, is, is this, is this the day? Like, is today the day? Cause I kept having those pulsing cramps and, um, but nope, nope. Little did I know that she would be staying with me for another five, six weeks. <laughs> So, you know, when, when, as soon as she arrived, um, it was, I was in labor for 18 hours, 18 hours, and I had to be induced. She was 11 days late, and honestly, I did not want to wait any longer. I kept going back every single week, and she's like, okay, nothing's changed, like, at all. She, like, stripped my membranes, did all that. It was just not happening. So I was induced. And then, um, me personally, I did request to, um, I was six centimeters dilated. And I requested for them to break my water. And as soon as my water broke, that was, that was it. It was, uh, very, very quick. I think after that, it was a matter of, like, an hour tops. And, um, so my whole birth experience, I think, was kind of hilarious because as soon as my water broke, they, they pretty much told me, they were like, oh, you're gonna need some sort of medication that you're gonna you're gonna need some sort of medication and I was very very adamant about doing things as natural as possible I was very very adamant about that I had my birth plan I was very very lucky in getting a wonderful doula Cassie she was oh, she was fantastic she was so so sweet um and since she still needed her certification um she was able to offer her services for free and I you know I will forever be grateful for that again a lot of things were really just set out for us where we did not have to worry about too many things and so when I went in for the induction, they told me that, you know, this is the process, this is whatever, and, um, like, what I had to do during the time that I was there, keep my arm in the stupid blood pressure cuff, which was not happening, I kept taking it off so I could walk around, because I did not want to be stationary at all, um, so... You know, 18 hours later, um, I still didn't have any medication to ease the pain, but I will say that at one point, I think I was, like, probably in the grand scheme of things, maybe, like, uh, five minutes from, from pushing, I want to say, and I go to the nurse and I'm like, can I have some Tylenol? 
And she goes, oh, Tylenol's not going to do anything for you at this point. Like, <laughs> and I just remember being so delirious. I got sick because I was so nauseous every single contraction. I was just extremely nauseous. Um, I mean, I threw up. That was my boyfriend captured the glorious picture of me holding my own vomit in a bag. And, you know, one leg hanging over the, over the bed because I was in that much pain. <laughs> But it's one of those things where I just remember feeling the waves of the contractions and just trying to ride the waves and not tense up so much during that thing. The thing that killed me was the nausea. Like, I was so nauseous. And well, as soon as I got sick, I was like, I need, I need something. Um, they wound up giving me, like, the lowest dose of morphine possible that you could possibly have because I really didn't want any type of like epidural. I didn't want, obviously I didn't want epidural, but I definitely didn't want any opiates. Um, so when they gave me that, it was, it calmed my stomach to the point where I could focus more on the contractions and more on the waves of the contractions. And I think as soon as I started pushing, it took three minutes um, three minutes for pushing, and then out she came. I think the, the funniest thing was the fact that as soon as she popped out, I was like, whoa, that's it. That is it. Like, it was, it's honestly, it's, it was the weirdest thing known to men. I have no idea. I have no way of explaining the experience. I have no way of explaining the, the pull or the pain of it, um, but in the grand scheme of things, I pretty much pooped out a baby, <laughs> and they, they just plopped her right on my chest, and then we got wheeled down to the room, to the, um, yes, I know, love, you are just so lovable today, you are just so lovable today, yes you are, yes you are. Um, they wheeled me down to the room and that's where we stayed. They didn't give you any instructions. They didn't give you any help. They just were like, all right, here you go. Now, she was born at 12.01 a.m. on September 2nd. 12.01 a.m. Absolutely insane. Oh, on a full moon, mind you. My mom and my boyfriend's mom were actually outside in the parking lot in lawn chairs because they couldn't come in because of COVID. And it was such an experience. They actually, my mom took a picture of the room because all the lights were off in the room. I asked to have the lights dim. And as soon as I said, you know what, I'm ready to push, all the lights in the, like, they, sh they turned all the lights up in the room. And my mom said that she remembered seeing all the lights in the room pop up like pop on and everyone scurrying around and as soon as Tyler called his mom my mom took a picture of the room and the full moon was right above my my room the the in the picture like my my one my my room window with all the lights on and then the full moon is right above it as soon as she was born and I think that's, like, the coolest thing. <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing. She's definitely a moon child, that's for sure. Don't eat the pen.
with that. So when we got to the room, bless you. They didn't. They didn't really explain anything. You know, they just were like, "Oh, she cries, feed her." Um, you know, here are the diapers, all of that fun stuff. So they didn't give you any tutorials. They didn't give you any anything like that at all. Um, and I'm not sure if that's different anywhere else, but I I assume it's pretty much the same. Um, I was breastfeeding and. The one, the one night, uh, we, we were there for, uh, bless you, we were there for three days, so two nights, which was insane. I wanted to go home so, so badly, but I also had problems and, um, I had complications with the, with the, with the birth. I actually had to be monitored because of how much I was bleeding. Um, so once we got her all settled, got her dressed, got her put in the car seat, everything, and then, you know, drove home. And once we got home, like, it was, it was like one of those things where it's like, wow, this is, this is the new life. And I immediately jumped into mom mode and... I, I'm going to say it right now, I wasn't, I don't think I've ever been happier than the moment that I came home. It didn't last very, very long. I did kind of dip down into a depression with, obviously, the change in which you go through is crazy. You go from having... Let's just say you go from having zero responsibilities, like for me anyway, I did not have many responsibilities at all before I got pregnant. I mean, I had my job that I was heavily, heavily involved in, but other than that, I did not have anything really, and I went from nothing to everything all in one go. And it was very, 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 very tough. I had a very, very tough time. Um, mentally, anyway. But the thing that kind of got me out of it was changing the mindset of that the universe was putting all these obstacles in my way to make things harder for me. And that's not the case. It was changing that mindset to, well, I guess I can handle it then, can I? And let's get this done. Let's do this. Let's let's figure this out. It, it went from, okay, instead of sitting here and being upset about something, why don't I get up and do something about it? Why and why don't I do this instead? And I was very, very lucky. She is a an extremely easy baby as far as I'm concerned. Uh, she was sleeping very, very well. She had a very set schedule of when she woke up, when she got fed, all of that stuff from the very, very beginning. And we followed that. And I think we still pretty much follow that today, but she doesn't sleep. She doesn't wake up, you know, as often, obviously now, but yeah, you, (laughs) but one thing that, you know, I wanted to say was that it changes at the drop of a hat 
you can feel absolutely ecstatic. And I mean, I was laughing. I was having the time of my life because one, I was not feeling that pain of being pregnant. I wasn't feeling that, um, that heart problem that was going on. It, it pretty much disappeared as soon as I had her. And when, with my experience, I had an awful pregnancy, but my birth and my newborn were extremely, extremely easy. And I was very, very lucky with that. My, I was also very lucky with the fact that my boyfriend was off for, uh, I think he was off for two weeks with me. And he helped me out tremendously, getting food, getting diapers, getting wipes, uh, getting the laundry together, all of that stuff. Very, 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 very helpful. And then when he went back to work, he still was helpful. He still, um, I do not live with him. You know, we live in separate houses. Um, so the fact that, the fact that we, um, were able to, he was able to stay over he would go to work, and as soon as he was done work, he would call me and ask me if I needed anything, and then he would come over. No, love, here we're gonna flip you up. Okay, mama's almost done. Okay, I had a very, very good experience with the first couple of months, and then around three months, it was when that whole thing kind of hit. Of oh wow, this is my life now. And there's no way that it's going to change back. And that's when I kind of got that whole glimpse of things. And it was something where I needed to shift my mindset to really understanding that that was not the case. That I was still the same person. Obviously, I change, you grow, you evolve but you're still the same person. You still have to do things for you. You don't have to spread yourself so thin. And my biggest thing that actually helped me was going back to work and finding that, that balance again. Because I was kind of being consumed by just taking care of her. You know, she, we did go out. I was not afraid to take her out. I was not afraid to take her out in the, in the sling or anything like that. And, um, that also helped. But at the same time, I really didn't have a social life. I didn't have a way of connecting with others other than the people that were immediately with me. And when you don't reach out for help when you don't have that chance it can be extremely extremely difficult to bring yourself out of a mindset of things are just going to be like this forever but understanding that your emotions are temporary and that you know if you feel a negative emotion that it's okay to feel that negative emotion and understanding that it is temporary um, one thing that I think also was extremely important is knowing that you can handle anything that the universe throws at you. I know I've probably said this multiple times in like the, 
couple of episodes that we've had, but the universe is going to throw things at you, but in no way, shape, or form are you ever going to not be able to handle it. And sweets for you to in my notebook. And when, when you meet those obstacles, just keep that in mind that, you know, even those obstacles are temporary. Even though those obstacles are going to, you're going to be able to overcome and you're going to be able to grow from. And that's where I kind of kept my focus was in that little tiny window. And in doing so, it really did help me out a lot. So that was my little excerpt and experience. This episode was actually pretty long. I wasn't expecting it to be this long. But. Yeah. But I do hope that if anything, you got a little bit of a story time out of me. And if you have any questions or want to discuss anything, you can always message me through Instagram at herbal honeybee and if you have any questions want to discuss anything like that i will (laughs) holy cow i will be discussing um or posting about this episode on my instagram as well and you can comment there too so thank you for listening to the honeycomb home and i do hope to from you guys soon and we will be resuming a episode and the series of the four agreements next week what are you doing love (laughs) bye